Welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. This morning we want to speak about the King of Kings, and we want to speak about the Lord of Lords. We want to speak about Jesus Christ. We're doing the season King of Kings, and uh, I want to... I want us to really get into uh, what it means to have the realm of Christ's reign over our life. The realm of Christ's reign over our life. Or understanding the realms of Christ over your life. And what I mean by realms, I, I want us to understand that there are realms of our world. You can, many people have this faith in Christ, but we have He is Lord of our life, but he's not necessarily Lord of everything in our life. Is that true? Um, I uh, was uh, just recently reading with the the, um, advent of the crown, uh, which is a Netflix series, uh, which sort of gives the, the story of the queen. Um, it speaks about, it gives her life story. It's, I, I think it's a really watchable and, um, I mean, how accurate it is. It's, you know, it, it's dramatized, right? But it tells the story of our, of our queen. And I think it's helpful to understand how uh, the queen who, um, she's queen of 16 realms. And as queen of 16 realms, when she was asked, uh, when she became queen, uh, you, the, the new sort of head of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth is asked this question, what name will we name you? Uh, that's, that's the moment. Uh, Prince Charles will not be called Prince Charles, uh, King Charles when he becomes king. He's already said he's chosen another name. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Bob, probably. <laughs> I don't know. King Bob. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, her reply, as, as she is quite sort of down to earth and matter of fact, for royalty, it is, uh, she, she replied, uh, Elizabeth, of course, what else? And uh, so her name is Queen Elizabeth, but she has titles. And these titles are, are important for us to understand for her rulership and her reign over this country and over the countries for which she is queen. So she is queen over 16 countries. Don't ask me which ones because I can't remember. Uh, But uh, let me just read to you her title in uh, Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Okay, so here she is proclaimed as Queen Elizabeth II by the grace of God of this realm and her other realms and territories, head of the commonwealth, defender of the faith. That's the queen, right? In Canada, however, her name is slightly different. You might notice a difference here. She is Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, queen of Canada and her other realms and territories, head of the commonwealth, defender of the faith. So there's a variation, there's a difference, and it's different because it's important to Canada how she reigns over them. All right? And over all the other 16 realms, she has different titles or different way of describing something similar, but the title 
is important because it specializes her reign so that she is head of state over that country. All right? And that is that's important for her reign and it's important for the authority in which she serves. Now, Jesus Christ is king of kings. Now, there are actually 198 titles and names of Jesus Christ. We're not going to go through those. I've got, actually, I've got 51. There was, um, uh, it was there's uh, 50 titles of Christ and I went through it and I, I looked at it and I'd gone through it and realized there was one missing but forgotten to put it in. Uh, and uh, so that's what I was doing when I got up on, on stage. I thought, I haven't put this in in the scripture. And I've got, so I've got 50 there. They put 50, but it's 51 because the one they missed out was Son of God. And uh, which is like, <laughs> so they've got, I mean, there are other titles which are almost identical, but I, I, I would think that uh, the definition is, of itself is also really, uh, really important. So I'm going to start from the, um, I'm going to start from 51 and, and work backwards. And I want us to understand the realms of Jesus Christ because the realms, his titles define his realms. Wow. And those realms define every aspect of the world and life that we live in. So he is king of kings, but his titles define his realms over your life. In ver- uh, it says in Isaiah, it says he is a wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. He is everlasting father. He is prince of peace. He says in, in Revelation to the one who is victorious. He is our victorious one. It says in John chapter 8, he says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He is the truth and he is king over the realm of truth. He is the true vine. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. It says he is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He is the way. If you ever felt lost around your life, you need the king who is king over the realm of your life that you might find new direction. He is the way. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. He is the door. If you've ever seeking opportunity or seeking uh, a, a shift in your life, doors change the world and the realm in which we live. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He is the resurrection and the life. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. So Jesus is your resurrection. He is your life. He is the one who shifts death into new life. He is supreme creator over all. By him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible. We're going to go back to that one in a little bit. But I want you to see this. He is son of the most high. He will be great and will be called son of the most high. The Lord God will, uh, will give him the throne of his father David. He is son of God. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. He is the son of man. For the son of man came to seek and save 
the lost. I just love the, the beauty. I love the beauty that Jesus Christ came as the son of man. He used his title of kingship as the son of man to save us. Isn't that beautiful? As the son of man, because he wanted us to fully understand in all of our brokenness and hopelessness, as the son of man, he came to save us, seek us and save us, and which puts help and identity into our uniqueness of calling and what we can do. He is the saviour, for unto, unto you is born this day the city of David, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He is the rock. He is the risen Lord. He is the redeemer. He is the prophet. He is the peace. He is our hope. He is the one who sets free. He is the mighty one. He is the Messiah. He is the mediator. He is the Lord of all. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Come on. He is the light of the world. He is the lamb of God. He is the king of kings. He is the judge. He is the indescribable gift. He is Emmanuel. He is I am. He is our holy servant. He is head of the church. He is the great high priest. He is the good shepherd. He is the faithful and true. He is the deliverer. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the bridegroom. He is the beloved son of God. He is the bread of life. He is our authority. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. He is our advocate. He is our almighty one. He is our alpha and omega. He is the king of kings. Come on. Let's appreciate our Lord this morning. He is our King of Kings and he serves over Lord. As Jesus Christ, he is King over every realm of our life. And I need us to understand how his reign and rule and reign works over our life here. And I I want us to see this because in Timothy, uh, in 1 Timothy, it's um, when Paul is writing to him in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13 Paul had been writing and he's, he's describing uh, to Timothy the majesty of who God is and how to live in that place. He says, I urge you, verse 13, I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Jesus Christ, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until your Lord Jesus Christ appearing which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in approachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. So Paul is saying to Timothy, he's saying, I urge you to live a life where the King of kings and Lord of lords is King of kings and Lord of lords over your whole life. How do you live this life? If you go back two more verses, so let's go to 1 Timothy 6 and verse 11. It says this, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness. He's talking talking about the desire for wealth and money and all of those things. He says, 
Flee those things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So Paul, in his wisdom, to help Timothy not only to overcome the greed of riches, he shows him how to live that life. And here's how to live the life is to make sure that Jesus is king over every realm. It's to make sure he's king over your thought life. Make sure he's king over your marriage. Make sure he's king over your finances. He's king over your work. He's king over your dreams and your visions. He's king. He's the king of kings. His reign, his realm. You see, he is your advocate. And so when you face trouble, he is king to speak on your behalf. We pray for many things. God, Lord, would you give me this? Or will you break through in this area? But what we need to win first in our life is, Lord, are you king? Are you king in this realm? Are you king? Because if you are king of my life, then I am living in your kingship. And if I'm living in your kingship, I can receive from the king the good pleasure of what comes from him. When he had pleasure of being in Sicily uh, just a few months ago, beautiful place, um, amazing food. Um, and uh, just just lovely and and but when you're in Sicily or anywhere else in in Europe that accepts the euro, it's the euro that that works for you, right? But in the United Kingdom, it's the pound, and on the pound is the Queen's head because it's her realm. And on her head, so, so the euro, I had euros in my wallet. I transferred them back to pounds because I needed them for Christmas. <laughs> and Boaz has still got euros in his wallet. And uh, we were debating as to whether he would trade them with me. And, uh, but the euros have no value here because they're not tradable. Because they don't have the queen's head on them. We want to receive the the realm of Christ's reign. We want to receive the blessing of his reign. We have to live in the kingdom where the king's head, his title, his reign is placed over our lives. We have to live in this place. Now, I need you to see how we make that, that happen. I'm going to read to you perhaps one of the most beautiful um, scriptures in the New Testament. Um, for me, it's one of the, it's, it's, um, it's just so beautiful. Go with me, will you, to Colossians chapter 1. And I, I want you to see something which is so beautiful. And I'm going to take you to a, a single word, as I'm prone to do. But I want you to see <coughs> something which the Holy Spirit showed me about the reign of Christ. And the kingship of Jesus Christ over our lives. Because I believe that we need a revival. We need a, 
We need a confrontation of his kingship. (laughs) Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. And he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, that in heaven and that on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things Consist, And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Now, we read of an extraordinary title that Paul is writing to the church. And he's writing here and he's saying he is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of, over all creation. He has the preeminence over all things. He is supreme. He, he, he found every word that he could use to describe, to define the realm in which Christ exists. But before he says that, he uses this word, which in the New King James, verse 13, can you go back to New, verse 13? He uses this word, which in the English is a very beautiful word. He's delivered us into the, delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now, the word conveyed is, is a beautiful word, and we sometimes use the word He has translated us, or, or which uh, is a little bit more difficult to kind of get your head around it. The word, I think the word conveyed, it sounds like we are living in uh, a bedsit in Tilly-Drone, any, forgive me if you live in Tilly-Drone, and, and that's the description of our, our kind of our poverty, uh, one of the poorer areas of our city. So we're living in this bedsit and, and we call out on Jesus and, and he sends his Rolls-Royce Phantom, get that? He sends his Rolls-Royce Phantom, uh, extra long wheelbase, and he sends it in, it's, uh, and as it comes down the road, you see it shimmers between white, blue and purple. And it comes in and it, and it comes and it just parks outside and Jesus gets out of the driver's seat and he, and he comes and he opens the doors. They're not suicide doors, by the way. And he opens the doors and he lets you get in and he conveys you to Mill Timber, which it turns out Mill Timber is the wealthiest suburb in Scotland. And he conveys you to Milton, but where he places you in a new place and a new home. We understand. See, these are all truths of what Christ does for us. But it's actually the reality. This is, a, this is the truth of where we live in his kingdom. But the reality is, in real life, you're still living in Tilly-Drone. Yeah. 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 When you gave your life to Jesus Christ... 
Your house didn't change. I mean, you may have enabled it to change, right? You have the same family. You have the same conditions. You have the same debt. You have the same life. You have the same circumstances. But Jesus Christ is now king over your life. Now, for us to look at that word conveyed, so how does that conveyed work? If I'm still in that place, if I'm still in Tilidra, how come I haven't been conveyed to Miltimber? Are you with me here? How come I'm still there in Tilidrone? Uh, forgive me if anyone live in Tilidrone. No, good, thank you, Jesus. Uh, how come I'm still in that place and not in this place? In my physical, my physical real world still hasn't changed. Here's the miracle of what Christ does. See, the word conveyed in its original is actually a musical word. And it literally means to transpose. To transpose. He has transposed us. Now, to transpose is something... It's not different. You can say it's translated. You can say that. But transpose is something else. You see, when you gave your life to Jesus, the gifts, the calling, the purpose of who you are still remain. Your identity never changed. Your personality, your core personality never changed. Your language might have changed. (laughs) Your behavior, your attitudes might have changed, but your attitudes are not your identity. Your attitudes are the things which you learn by those around you. So the person who you are is still the same. But the key is off because you haven't given your life to Christ. You can't hit the notes that God has called you to sing and you can't sing the tune that he's called you to play because he's the king of this song that has called your life. And he has transposed that life into a beautiful song that causes you to shift every aspect. And suddenly everything around you, see, it's transposed. It's the same song, but now it's being played in the right key. I am a genius of singing a song in the wrong key. (laughs) It's It's a gift of my life. Have you ever... The, the band will know this. Somebody is playing in the wrong key. <laughs> they got the tune, but they didn't get the transposed notes. It hasn't, like we've shifted the key and somebody didn't get the, the message. And they're playing away and, everyone, and everyone's looking at them and they don't know. And then suddenly they're like, yeah, something's off. <laughs> because... There is one life that God's called us to live. But without Christ, we can't live it in the right key. But when we make Jesus Christ our king, 
We step into the right key. We, we, we translate, our, our life is translated, it's transferred, it's, it's transposed. And that which is discordant to that which is in rhythm to his love and his grace. It's in rhythm to the power of his beauty that begins to work through every aspect. And when Jesus Christ comes, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has transposed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Now, if having had that transposed, I can now sing the song that I was created to sing. I can hit that note that I was called to hit. I can play, I can live according to the rhythm of what he is calling me to walk in because he is my king, he is my saviour, he is my lord, he is my redeemer, he is my, tr- he is my, my restoration, he is my advocate, he is the holy one, he is the son of God and he is the son of man. Thanks for joining with us. For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.